So today's, you know, I think something that many of us have been wanting to do for a while now is to get back to our roots, to think about the purpose, um, the mission. Why did we all get started and following Elon? Why are we following Tesla, SpaceX and other, um, you know, what, what made this community so fun and exciting? And, you know, I, I've been feeling the same way recently, too, where um, I, every time I've interviewed somebody, I've always asked them a question, what was the moment when you started getting involved in this? And it's either going to be because you were driven by the mission or because you uh, bought the car and or you decided to invest. And more and more, I'm starting to hear people say that it was because of the stock that they invested in and that's why they're involved in here. So the reason we're doing today's call is Earl of Frunk Puppy, and he will be late, but he will be joining shortly. But he's the reason why you know we we decided to do this call. So two days ago, he sent out a tweet, and he's really just kind of a little bit concerned about what's happening, what he sees is happening with Tesla and the Twitter community. So his tweet, he said, as Tesla, the stock went up, the Twitter community became saturated with people who don't care much about the mission, but whose mood hinges on the stock price. Um, he says they are excessively critical when the stock is down, and, and this dynamic has led to fewer discussions about the exciting Tesla products. And then he continues and says, we have this gift of watching the most amazing company grow, and there's too much focus on the short-term stock movement. So we thought, you know, let's, let's have a, a Twitter space. Let's bring together the community. Let's talk about and remind ourselves what, why we started this and listen to as many voices as possible. So we're gonna have um, some people come and talk at the beginning, and then maybe about half an hour from now, let's open it up and have as many people have a chance to share their thoughts and so forth. So thank you everybody for joining. Um, let's start off with uh, John. You know, you just recently did a, a big, a wonderful takeover event in California, and it was amazing the the kind of um, the the number of people who showed up, right? Two thousand plus. And tell me, sort of, what was the feeling of that community? What was what made people want to drive that far to go there? And just tell me why you thought that it was important to have that kind of uh, event. Yeah. So, uh, quick context. Um, you know, so about a year ago. Um, so, some of you guys that might be in the chat. I think a lot of you that obviously are probably already following me, but John run Tesla owners of Silicon Valley founded it back in October of 2018. We're the largest club in North America. Yeah. Um, so that's just a quick plug on who I am. Uh, but yeah, so in, I think it was March of 2021. Um, I had an event, um, with Tesla club SoCal. We went out to uh, fireball, which was 60 stalls. It was the largest, uh, supercharger in North America at the time, or actually in the world at the time. And, you know, obviously weeks later, China, I think threw up a hundred, you know, a stall one or something like that. But, you know, we had, we brought 120 cars there. Um, I think we had probably close to 200 people. Um, you know, I'd have to look through some tweets to like showcase, but like, it was really cool. Had a bunch of giveaways. So I was just talking with Mario. I was like, Hey, like we should just do this, but like times five or something, you know what I mean? Let's bring all the people up from SoCal. Let's bring all the people down from NorCal. So then it was like, all right, where do we go? And I think some of the discussions was like Pismo beach, but you know, there, that town is like really small. And then we started talking with a guy named Jesse, uh, who at the time was running the, the, uh, San Luis Obispo. Um, oh, sorry. He was running the central coast club and he suggested Madonna field. 
which Madonna and Phil, which literally can park probably over two to 3000 cars. So that's kind of like the spirit of it. Like we're hanging out, we're having a great time. It's like, let's just like do this bigger. So we had our first event last year. We probably had north of 1100 people. We sold 924 tickets, but kids are free. Um, and that was like literally just me and a bunch of people, even some people on this call that literally were involved in planning and literally making this thing happen. We had 20 vendors. We just straight lined them. We had like, you know, kids activities and like showcase some Teslas and just like, you know, um, and then we had like a bunch of giveaways, but it literally was just like, kind of like, just come hang out. That was it. But then this year, um, you know, we knew we were going to take it to the next level. Um, we hired, we, we had to hire a, a event planner to help us because we have full-time jobs. We literally can't be hitting every detail. We had 50 vendors. We had 43 super modified Teslas displayed, I think 30 custom Teslas. And we sold 1,817 tickets. But again, when you add in kids, you're up to like 2,300. Like the actual kids activities was just like lit. So, um, but the spirit of it was like, Hey, this year, let's add some influencers. Let's add some content by some of the sponsors. And like, hopefully it's relevant. Like, um, you know, so we had, uh, we had Andy Sly out, Sandy Monroe. Uh, we had a YouTube panel that consisted of joy, Tesla, joy, Tesla, Tesla Raj, Kyle Connor from out of spec, uh, Tesla Tino. And, and, uh, yeah, so those five. And then we had like unplugged performance come. They brought the dark helmet and then the Omaze like Model S pl uh, plaid that they're essentially actually giving away. It's like this huge giveaway. Um, it's for the Von Holzen. So obviously Franz Von Holzen, who runs like he's a chief product designer. He's like he's doing some charity thing with that or his 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 wife's corporation is doing something with that. Um, so it was like, you know, it was literally kind of like a Tesla fest, a Tesla convention. Um, but it's definitely not something I would have ever thought. I mean, we had vendors coming from Bulgaria, Sweden, Italy, like all over the world. Um, I literally couldn't have imagined something like this happening, to be honest. Like, I'm still shocked. <laughs> but in its purest form, like, it is really, you know, run by the community um, and being put on by the community. You know, obviously, we're using resources to get parts of this stuff done, but you know, we, we are the ones that own it end to end. Like our, our club at the end of the day owns the, owns it, even though it's a collect a collection of, of owners, but it's really like cool to just literally just meet. It's kind of almost like a shareholder meeting. It's kind of almost like some of these other events. You're going to see a lot of the same people in some ways. Um, but I think now, now I think after this year, that's where you'll see a lot of the similar, you know, similar things happening at this type of event versus like a Tesla put on event. Right. So John, uh, it's got, yeah, why but, did you personally get started and do all this work? What drove you to start? What drove you to make continue to do this? And then why do you think people drove all over the world to drive there? Ash is our co-host, and she drove from Seattle to California again. And I need to understand why do people do this? <laughs> and I would do it again, just so you know. <laughs> Yeah, so I started this. So first off, I bought a Tesla because uh, first off, my wife had actually been, you know, talking to me about it. But when you get into a Tesla, at least um, I, you know, I just like was blown away by the car. And then mm -hmm. it was like, you know, at the time it was like, all right, you know, Model 3s were still pretty new. 
at the time. So I was like, where are the other three model owners? Or more importantly, where is the Tesla community? Mm. And that's when I got on Twitter. And I know a lot of people. I know a lot of the OGs like Frank Pu- Puppy, like Earl, um, and a lot of the people that are on here. I know them. I've known them probably like close to four, or, you know, rounding mm-hmm. four years. Um, and at the time, it was a really small community. I mean, we're also seeing Elon go almost going bankrupt. We're seeing, mm-hmm. you know, the 420s funding secured tweets. You know, so the people even four years ago, they've seen a lot. Um, and the community was really close. I mean, like, we've done some fundraising for uh, some of the natural disasters that happened in Austin. We had, you know, we did one for Hurricane Ida as well. There was Best Coast Burritos was almost, you know, I think they were struggling. So we did a whole, like, uh, relief fund for, you know, a first, first aid there. So, um, the community is really strong. Um, and ultimately like I wanted to, to do, well, the, the, the product itself makes you passionate about the product. And then when you get to be around other people, it just kind of becomes just like a fire. I don't know, whatever you, in, in a good way. Right. But it just becomes like, okay. you realize it's more than you. Yeah. It becomes, it's, it becomes passionate. And like, we were all hanging out, I think even actually, yeah, we were at dinner and like everyone around the table, like I hadn't known four years ago, right? We had volunteers, Ash, we had people from Florida, Tesla Tino, just literally all sitting out. And literally what's bringing us together is the Tesla product itself. And sure, the mission's there. Um, but more and more people, especially as you have people buying the car today, it's going to be, be be because the product is awesome. I think that's going to be more, more and more of the people coming in. It's less so about the mission in a lot of ways, to be honest. Um, at least that's what I'm thinking is going to happen and you're going to start to see, right. And probably actually what you're seeing in the community. I think you read a quote earlier, but, um, I personally just like, I love getting people together and hanging out and it's awesome that one thing is bringing us all together. And so, um, that's why I wanted to do it because I just love seeing people together. I love meeting people, hearing their stories. What are they about? Um, and then, yeah, it's just been a, it's just been a huge privilege to just kind of be on this, uh, kind of rocket ship up. Yeah. Ash, you have an amazing story. Do you want to share what happened to you? What happened to me when? Like, Tesla takeover? No, uh, when you totaled your car. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> that's not an amazing story. Uh, I will say um, that I was, you know, uh, I worked for a school district, so I didn't, you know, I was kind of uh, in the IT department there. I uh, didn't make a whole bunch of money, but I made enough. Um, I drove a Nissan Leaf uh, from 2014 until I got a Model S in 2018. Uh, the really thing that pushed me, um, I've always, I mean, ever since I first saw the Tesla, I was like, uh, you know, so enthralled, so um, excited for that future of like, wow, this electric car can go over 200 miles. Like, my Leaf can go. 50 or 60 maybe if on a, on a bright sunny day uh and one day um it was just it, it sort of clicked where i was like i have to because i had a 60 mile commute uh to bellevue and um i had to charge my leaf uh two times just to get home versus you know i i would take the ferry sometimes um but it was like you know a 60 mile drive and I charged it twice just to get home. Um, and I was trying to plug in with a blink charger at Jademo. I'm like, I, it, it wasn't working. And it was one of those feelings where I was like, okay, I don't know if I can afford a Tesla, but I'm going to try. And my wife at the time was like, do it. 
And so I did it, bought this Model S. It was beautiful. Uh, it was a used 2014. I, I flew down to Arizona to pick it up and me and a brother-in-law drove it back. Um, fantastic, fantastic car. I was like, you know, completely obsessed. Um, and uh, yeah, 60 mile commute. Well, the odds of getting an accident are pretty high. And yeah, I ended up totaling that vehicle um, which seems like an insurance scam. I, I, I no doubt in my mind that, that this, this person is trying to get lots of insurance money out of this, but, um, I was not directly at fault. It was kind of like a pre-existing accident and just couldn't stop in time. Um, but ended up getting the model three after that happened and, uh, FSD and, um, since 2019 has been, it's been fantastic. Yeah. So it sounds like you were, you, you bought an, a leaf. A hybrid before because you're already driven by sustainable energy and then you discovered a model three right yeah so i had just been really passionate about sustainable energy and i mean i never ever liked pumping gas ever had a prius for a few years um and then yeah i bought a nissan leaf uh because i was driven i was driven for um you know renewable energy electric vehicles it seemed like the future i wanted to do my part in that and um I was always excited. I love the car. I love the car. Absolutely. I still would love the Leaf today, but nothing, nothing comes close to FSD. <laughs> yeah, I think what's really unique about Tesla is it happens to have an amazing mission, right? Sustainable energy. But it also happens to have what John was talking about, an amazing car. Just, just by itself, it's the best. And it also happens to have an amazing stock that it's going to be once in a generational kind of returns possibly. And it has an amazing community that was forged through fire uh, and, and has come together as a group. And so it, so different people come in in different ways. Um, personally, my story was I was very concerned about the environment. I wanted to do my part somehow. And so I had discovered this bus company in Canada where I'm from, and they were creating the first electric battery, electric driven um, vehicle, a bus. And I invested money in that company called Ballard, and they unfortunately, unfortunately did not succeed. This was in 1990s, mid-1990s, uh, early 2000s. And then when uh, Tesla came along in 2012 and I discovered them, I decided to invest as a way to support the company when I knew that the company was about to go, go down or to succeed, not going to succeed. But that's why I kept investing into this company, because I felt like I wanted to do my part, help support it. Many of the people that we're going to bring up here, they were very involved in the community and Twitter fighting FUD. So, Jonah, you are that one. <laughs> You're one of the early ones. You were there. Um, and Kristen and you and uh, Bonnie Norman and a few others, of course, you guys were all a little banding together. Can you tell a little story about what happened there and what drove you to speak up? and try to, you know, write the rights. Um, yeah, sure. But first of all, I just wanted to um, give an extra shout out to John. It was when he mentioned Ida, that was actually my community that he helped. And what he didn't realize is that um, the uh, city of Baton Rouge gave us an award. It's really, it's really y'all. Y'all just, they put my name on it because I was the that one taking it. But it's really, John, you guys, the Tesla community, that's, that's your award. Um, and for fighting the FUD, um, really, I knew nothing about Tesla when I got into the community. Um, I didn't know anything about stocks. I just randomly followed on Musk. Most of y'all know my story. And, um, 
it was people like Kristen and just uh, a whole bunch of other people who support Tesla who have stocks started educating me. Like, I didn't know what Tesla Q was. I didn't know what a bull or a bear was. I was um, brand new, like, just completely new to this world. And, um, you know, just some of the things that people on the other side, the Tesla Q, were saying to me, I'm sitting there thinking, like, what do you mean I'm going to go to jail for tweeting the Elon? What? Mm. You know, it was just, I was, like, I was being bombarded by these crazy people telling me, oh, you're going to go to jail because you're committing fraud because you support Elon or some kind of crazy mess like that. And I was like, huh? (laughs) (laughs) But (laughs) it's just, just really confused. But, you know, and then I realized, like, this is really group of nutty people who hate Elon and they're not just, it's not just that they're nutty, that they're hating it, but I really believe there is some kind of money involved, but um, I have no proof of that. It's just a theory, but you know, that's how I got it. That's kind of for me, how I got into the fun fighting. I'm like, no, Elon's nice. He was nice to me. Why are people doing this? No. So I just stood up for him and other people started, you know, joining me and educating me. And um, that's how I got into writing. Yeah. Thank you, John. All that work that you've been doing um, makes it made a difference. Uh, So, Robert, you have been a kind of a tech journalist. You've been following all the top companies. You found yourself in all the early beginnings of so many amazing tech developments over the decades. What is it about Tesla that got you excited and are now participating pretty well daily? Is it the sustainable energy? Is it SpaceX and the consciousness? I didn't discover it. like the rest of you, um, I was at dinner with Jason Calacanis one night, and yeah. he said, "Oh, I." Th- he's best friends with Elon, and he said, "Oh, I think Elon got his first Tesla," and <laughs> I said, "Well, that sounds interesting." And he called him up, and twenty minutes later, it, he was down at the restaurant with with serial model number one, and I was I had a live stream. Uh, back then, I was a, a journalist who used cell phone video uh, uh, to build a community. And so we went for a r- little race with Calcanis, um, and I was live streaming that on a Nokia phone. Um, and 2,000 people were watching this little drag race and got into all the press and everything. And the the sales pitch he gave me back then was the same same sales pitch we give each give new users about Tesla today. Number one, Electric cars are fun. They uh, have high torque. They go zero to 60 very quickly. And they blew away the Corvette that uh, Calcanis had, right? Wasn't even close. And that's when I fell in love with this company. I was like, electric vehicles, blows away gas vehicles. Mm. (laughs) I'm in. And then I started getting into the the rest of the community and understanding the mission. Um, I interviewed uh, hundreds of people in line at uh, the Danville store when they were buying the Model 3. We all stood in line Mm -hmm. overnight Mm -hmm. to order our Model 3. And the interview is still up on Facebook. You can watch it. It's real interesting. There was a commonality between all the answers. Some people were really into the mission of, you know, sustainable energy. Some people really wanted bleeding edge autonomous vehicle. Uh, some people just said, I'll buy anything that Elon s- tells me to buy because they were just totally in on Elon because, yeah, the dude. Like a flame rockets. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's lots of people in the community who'll buy anything that uh, Elon announces, right? 
And that's the brand that he has. He, he lands rockets on barges and he builds fast cars and he digs tunnels and he makes flamethrowers and he's uh, he has a a way to tap into our child, inner child, that very few entrepreneurs do. Thanks, Robert. So Farzad was so enthralled with Tesla that he actually worked for Tesla, got a job and applied. <laughs> Farzad. Tell us your story again for the rest of the folks here. Sure. Thank you for uh, <clears throat> inviting me in. I have my dog in my face, so <laughs> I <laughs> just jumped up. Um, yeah, I, uh, I've been following the company since 2012, late 2012. Uh, really, Tesla was the gateway for me into investing, honestly, uh, back in 2012. So I'm 35 now. It was, what, 26, if I can do math right? No, 25. It's 10 years. And uh, yeah, we uh, when I was working at the company at, that I was at, one of the things I was looking for is like, okay, man, I'm getting paid like, you know, 35 grand a year, $100,000 in debt. You know, my my family comes from very modest means. I have to, you know, sort of get the student loans and pay my way through college. I'm like, okay, so if I want to build some sort of future for myself and sort of achieve the goals that I want to achieve for myself and you know, this grandiose goal of retiring the parents and, you know, going traveling with my wife who was not existent at the time, all these different things. I'm like, okay, I need to really start looking into something that <laughs> is going to be able to give me that ability. And honestly, that's, that's how I discovered Tesla at first. And uh, the reason why is because I followed Tesla Motors Club forums back in the day. People like Dave Lee and Emmett Peppers were big uh, posters on that forum. And they were telling the Tesla story so clearly and, and so with such clarity at that time, like, okay, this is something I got to look into. And then the rabbit hole started, like I'm sure with the rest of us here, the rabbit hole started of Elon Musk interviews, Tesla uh, videos, Tesla posts, all kinds of crazy stuff to the point where I, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if there's any other word, but obsessed to describe <laughs> the amount of, uh, time I really spent uh, researching this company. And then it sort of transformed from this uh, really tool for me to gain a little bit of financial independence at, independence at a time into like something that I was extremely passionate about. Because in a world where, you know, I feel like the, the world always, especially at that time, it just, it lacked. And now you can make the argument, it lacks people that are really brave about really big dreams and really painting a super positive future and cutting through the bullshit and being honest and not being afraid to be honest. And I don't know, I feel like Elon is that kind of person and I don't want to like analyze him too hard, but he just stands out. He stands out big time. So that was a huge draw. And then through a bunch of different fortunate, you know, things that happened in my life, you know, with, with, uh, you know, being able to work at the company in 2017 and uh, having the means to invest more of my money at the time and, uh, now being you know financially independent and sort of carving my own way, it's I feel like Tesla has changed my life multiple times, and it's the craziest thing of all time. And I'm just I feel extremely thankful to be part of the community and to have discovered it when I did. And yeah, it, it's, it feels surreal to this day, and it's hard not to be a little bit overwhelmed by it all. So yeah, yeah. thanks for that. There's so many of us that are spending so much of our time, and like you said, obsessed. And I can't believe I'm going to do this, but I'm going to go through all the things that I think Elon 
Musk has contributed to humanity. And it's shocking to me that we have to remind the world that this is the kind of what's driving him and the kind of work he's doing pretty tirelessly. Um, he's, cre- he's creating his own issues. We all know that. But it's our it's, it's incumbent to us to try to remind folks. So he has done a lot, as we all know. I created this one table and tweeted it out a long time ago. So Zip2 was his first company. And he was actually the first software developer that coded the kind of like the, a GPS map that didn't even exist at that time. As we know, we all kind of use that. I don't, I'm not sure that what he did contributed to the actual you know, Google version of it, but it certainly um, set that up. Uh, when he was at, you know, before he started PayPal, he started X.com, which was bought, merged with Confinity to create PayPal. That's the first version of a digital network payment process kind of facilitate um, financial transactions in a much faster way than banks do it. Of course, SpaceX, right? Uh, to, To what extent are people in this world understanding how important it is that we need to make sure that the light of consciousness, as far as we know, we are humans are the only ones in the stars, and we need to protect that in case um, there's some sort of major event that occurs that wipes out humanity and our consciousness. You know, the but the efforts that they're doing at SpaceX to create a reusable rocket, to create that Starlink, the internet access, um, access via satellite, as we see, is now going to provide internet access to remote rural locations around the world. It gives all those people that are, it's shock, I think it's shocking to most people, they think that everyone in the world already has access to internet, and they don't. And by giving them access to, to, to internet, it will change so, so many people's lives and can prevent um, things that are happening, like in, in, in uh, countries like Ukraine, where Russia is trying to block their communications. There, uh, John created an amazing uh, tweet where she documented all the things that the uh, Musk Foundation has been contributing money to and all the things that they're focused on. But basically, it's to support renewable energy, pediatric research and education, and also this artificial intelligence. And because of that, they, he uh, started OpenAI. And so this is a way to make sure that private, not a single private company is going to own this, you know, the very first general AI, because you want to make sure that it's being used for good. And so OpenAI kind of open sources it to make sure that it's available, that technology is available to more uh, companies, more people as possible. Tesla, of course, we are all here very aware of the transition to sustainable energy. And I think you can argue, I, I don't even know it's, it's an argument. I think everybody agrees that tes- Tesla existing has accelerated um, the transition to sustainable energy. It's shocking that today we are uh, we're now taking it for granted that every single car company has now announced, you know, hundreds and hundreds of EV companies about to be formed. Um, Farzad wrote this uh, paper and uh, for, uh, for forecast projection in, two, was it 2009? Or I don't know, what are, nine years ago. Nine, yeah, yeah, nine years ago. And people were laughing at him on Reddit. He, he was talking about how things are going to turn out. And it actually went beyond his optimistic uh, 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 forecast. But people were laughing at him that this is not going to happen. Well, it has happened. We are here. Um, and then so electric cars are now here. Uh, the solar panels, solar batteries, uh, he, the work on Neuralink, 
I'm not sure if it's progressing as fast as we as he hopes, but that's his prevention for uh, AI run amok to make sure that humans can stay apart. But, you know, it's the noble mission of helping people with paralysis and disabilities and neurological conditions. So it will take longer than others, but it's a much bigger mission than everything else we've actually talked about. A boring company could actually transform our cities, right? It can actually make our cities much more beautiful and not be driven by cars. And, and we're going to have parks and we're going to have, you know, walkways and things are just going to be so much more livable. And the way we live our life is going to change in our homes and so forth. And then, of course, his new uh, interest of Twitter and how this evolved and trying to make sure that we have a democratic um, kind of open open source for platforms. So those are just some. Of course, I haven't talked about is the safety. How many people are being saved or with the car today, but how many people will save when uh, FSD RoboTaxi is around? So Brandon, um, maybe you can speak to that concept of the safetyness of the FSD because you've been playing with this a lot. You've been following this progress. You know, what's your thoughts on that? Well, um, you know, I've, I've, I've had, you know, I've been pretty hard on FSC beta. I mean, if you guys have seen my videos, like I'm, I'm pretty critical of the way that it operates and it's not always perfect as you have maybe seen some other videos portray, like, you know, it can, it can act up and it can do something unexpected at the last minute, but you know, it has always done things in a way that it's not going to injure someone or harm someone. It's never like, purposely steered itself into someone like I've never had that happen before um, you know not to say it's not the most comfortable experience but um, I've never had it like <laughs> put me in extreme danger <laughs> um, yeah but you know it's always improving there, there's definitely still work that needs to be done and I'm really looking forward to the what 10.69 release that's supposed to come out <laughs> yeah this is an important thing to talk about. It, my a good friend was killed in front of Prospect High School in the eighties, yeah. um, and they put a stop stoplight in front of the school because because Elisa Forster was her name. Um, that's a linear improvement system. It only improved uh, human life at that intersection. It didn't improve it anywhere else. With with uh, with AI and full self driving, it's an exponentially learning system. So yes, it will make mistakes. It will kill people. There will be more deaths with this system. But when it makes a mistake, they retrain it on that on that uh, scenario and improve it for the entire fleet. So over time, the death rate goes down. And it's going to go down a lot in the next few years because it's getting to the place where you can actually see it working. Nice. It's going to save many, many lives. So if you have a um, story to share or just passion for Tesla, please raise your hand and let's invite you up to share your story. Favor, you're up. Favor, we can't hear you. Nope, lost him. Let's invite him back up to speak again. You know, we haven't even talked about um, SpaceX or the overpopulation 
<laughs> there's just so many things that he's saving the world. Uh, you know, I'd love, I'd love to hear from people what they think is the ones that are more likely to happen and which ones aren't likely to happen. Uh, let's, let's hear from Tesla Club South Africa. Hey, everyone. Uh, nice to be part hey. of the call. And yeah, I must say, you, as a community, you, you people are unbelievable in what you do. And it's just such a pleasure to be part of it. And we really want to try and get South Africa open. Um, and Africa, for you know, let it not be not be the lost last continent to you know be as far as the renewable energy and sustainability is concerned. I think that we really need to uh, a starting point for where we need to be. So that's where the thought of Tesla Club South Africa came into being, and we've got quite a number of members, and it's growing rapidly, but. Uh, yeah, obviously support. Uh, Jonna knows I've sent her a couple of mails and I've tried to get hold of the Tesla Club Silicon Valley guys. But, mm -hmm. uh, you know, just to open the dialogue and really sort of see where we can do. If we're opening more gigafactories, hey, why not Africa one? Yeah. Are there clubs like this for other companies? Is there like an Apple Club of South Africa? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, and I'm Apple's quite unique. <laughs> yeah. Apple's quite uh, obviously a big fan club. I'm I'm a big fan of Apple, but yeah, I'm curious why this community formed the way it is. How many people do you have in your community? And I guess it must be small because Tesla's not yet there. Correct. Right? Yeah. So it's only around fifteen hundred. Probably, I'd say eighty percent of that is more the sort of upper class in South Africa. But other than that, yeah, I mean, it it really is people that just want Tesla there, that want renewable energy, that want sustainability. Nice. Thank you. So there's no dealerships or service Oops. centers yet? I'm sorry. I just knocked them out. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Carrie, welcome. <laughs> You've been following us. I've been bugging you to finally speak. Tell us your story. What got you excited about Tesla? Carrie? There you are. Carrie? There we go. Okay. There Hello. you are. Hello. 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 So first of all, I live in oil and gas country. I'm like Southeast New Mexico, right on the edge of West Texas. And so I'm like growing up in that, I'm like, there's got to be a better way, you know, seeing firsthand kind of how the oil and gas works. I'm like, okay, I, I really need to research this. So just researching kind of the EV revolution. And then once you get, you know, watch interviews with Elon and his passion and things, you just kind of it's contagious to me. And then you meet people like Jonna and some of the other people in the community and you um, hear how positive they are and supportive they are. And it just, it's, you know, like, as you mentioned, it's, it's almost like an obsession. It's so neat to have a community and, and then his other projects, Musk Foundation and all these very cool things. And I did save money. So I'm going to be buying my first Tesla stocks on the 15th. I'm super excited. <laughs> Yay. Yay. I'm saving. I don't have a Tesla yet, but that's going to be my next car. Um, my yeah. current car. Yeah. So, yeah. So I'm excited. Well, Carrie, you, you seem to have started to join the community quite a bit, too. So thank you for that. Thanks. Thanks. Hey, Jonah, why don't you speak to that? What, what did you, what got you, like, what hooked you with Elon when you met him, when you talked to him, and he helped you? Can you tell that story? I'm sure a lot of people know it, but not everyone. So it was 2018. Um, 
sitting there at home. My husband comes in. Hey, I got to leave the country. You're on your own. Come to find out he was cheating with multiple women. And um, he was he left. He came back and he was like, no, no, we're going to. It was just like a whole bunch of drama. And I moved. We were he had us in North Carolina with his sister. And then I went to Atlanta where I've been homeless before and lived on the streets. And I said, well, I can survive there. And got my old job back and was staying with friends and trying not to end up back on the streets. Um, and I, uh, you know, I noticed, you know, um, I saw this meme on LinkedIn a couple months ago. And the meme said, what would you do if you had five minutes on an elevator with Elon Musk? And hmm. my, I was like, okay, well, I don't know who this dude is, you know. And then I saw him on Twitter. And then I just started interacting with him there. But I didn't think anything of it. Until I saw this interview of him, the 60 Minutes interview, where he was, you know, he was in tears talking about how he never gives up. And that just really motivated me because I'm like, I'm going through literal hell. And if he doesn't give up, I can make it. You know, look at him. He's like a really rich, you know, he was like not the richest dude, but he was like four companies, you know, doing all this stuff and broke as hell. And I'm like, well, dang, if he can do it, I can do it. And I just wrote this open letter and um, he, you know, shared it on Twitter and other people shared it. And he, you know, to my complete surprise, not only did he see it and read it, but he shared it and commented on it. And it was linked to my jewelry blog, which um, it uh, it got sales and it was the jewelry sales that literally saved me. Mm. But I was going through a really rough time just finding out the um, my ex was literally planning to have me stranded in some small town in North Carolina where I knew nobody. And um, he was trying to lure me back there, telling me, no, we're going to get a house. We're going to do this. And then I found out that he was planning with this woman to leave me there, dump me, take everything from me. I was going to have no clothes, no belongings, no nothing. And um, he was literally planning to do this to me and it broke me. So I said, you know what? Fuck it. I don't want to live anymore. Mm. And I was just about to take my life when Elon literally replied to a tweet at that exact moment mm. um, that I had asked. I had asked, I had offered to give him a piece of jewelry as a thank you for sharing my jewelry blog. And Elon responded right then and there. And it just kind of it was like a reset moment. I was like, mm. was I literally about to do this? And um you know, and I don't talk about that part no more because it, it's not that it's painful. I mean, yeah, it's painful, but I've grown from that. I'm not in that state of mind anymore. And I don't like to revisit that part. But, you know, at the same time, it is, it is a part of who I am and it's a part of my, you know, a part of my story. But it that's kind of how I came into contact with him was through kind of my own trauma. And his kindness, the fact that this person with m millions of followers who's like the most popular person in the world, took the time to encourage me. And then when I wrote about what I was going to do, he commented on that and encouraged me again. And he was, you know, he's like, believe in good, sent me a quote from Jane Austen. And it just made me realize like, you know, um, there are good people out in this world and life is worth fighting for. And that's when I kind of got into the whole foot fighting thing. Um, but, you know, that's just kind of my story where I came in and, you know, to me, he's just somebody I really admire and respect. And his kindness is just in more when I met him in person um, in June, uh, I went to interview him in June. It dropped on the 1st of July. His kindness, he just radiated kindness, like, you know, 
And this community is this community really helped me rebuild. Um, anyway, I kind of hope that answers the question. Oh, yeah. yeah, it does, Jonna. And your work right now with Tesla Roddy, writing those amazing articles three times a day. Sometimes I joke about that. You're crazy. You're like uh, prolific. You're so well written. And that is so much more than our Twitter tweets. Mm. Yours is a real article that truly sets this, you know, pro sets the things right. So really appreciate all the work you're doing. Um, I want to get to March, but uh, Kristen, you, you met uh, Elon as well. You could speak to his kind of uh, personality um, and he started to communicate with you as well. And you were one of the first people that was fighting the fight. And what was shocking about your story when you told me was you were you were doing this without having the car. You were doing this without having the stock. You were, you were just, I don't know, what were you doing? Well, I saw, I mean, I was going through my own hard time in life. And I think sometimes when we're in a hard place, it feels better to reach out and help other people, especially when we feel stuck. And I just had saw his story and where Tesla was at. And I took the time just to be there and help. And it just kind of, you get, I, I, I tend to throw myself all into what I get involved in, but um, I, I just got really involved and you just start uncovering the FUD that was happening. And it, as much as we know that media contorts and twists things and and is paid to do things. It was just shocking to see the fallacies that were being thrown out there. And as we were uncovering things, seeing the connections and how they were paid to do things. And so really just got thrown into it and passionate about it and fell in love with it all. And I obviously love Tesla and its mission for sustainable energy and a future and um, the electrical cars. I mean, that's something I thought of in the past and to see Tesla actually succeed. And it was very amazing. So yeah, you've met Elon several times and you sometimes revisit and tell the story of how he treated you when you were at his house for that interview. Can you share that? Yeah. Um, well, go ahead and ask me what parts you want. You want me to start from the beginning? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you tell a good story about when you met him for that interview and how he treated you guys and you met his entire family. Um, you know, the, the third world Tesla folks. Yeah. So we, I mean, we just expected to be, if you watch Elon's interviews, you know, he's a very extremely busy man for him to give you any time is costly. I mean, if you look at calculate how much he is per hour, it's, it's a lot. So we expected, you know, just a, a, a gracious one hour from him. Um, and he ended up just rolling into lunch and past lunch. And, um, we only expected Elon to be there. Um, we at first were supposed to meet at the design studio, I believe in Hawthorne. And it got changed because, you know, Elon's schedule is so busy. And it got moved to actually one of the residences that he had owned. There's Gene Wilder, also we've all seen it, or some of you have. And we were shocked because this literally was right across the street at one point from his main residence. So we ended up going there and staying a lot longer. And here we are. I think it was approaching noon. And, um, well, well, when we got there, I should say, Elon walks in the door and greets us. And he's extremely humble and kind and very hospitable but May's there too <laughs> with her dog and Elon's got his his puppy Marvin the Martian there too and it was very I don't know it just felt very warm and inviting and then a uh, Kimball walked in right before lunch and it, it was just like <laughs> the whole family was just slowly like trickling into the house which is wild and Kimball just sat with us and joined the conversation it was really good thank you so much Kristen so Marge tell us your story I actually don't know much about how you got involved Hey everyone. Um, so let's take a look here. Well, I've been, uh, you know, like I think my pin tweet is all about, um, 
the product and how Tesla focuses on the product versus advertising, which is kind of ironic because my background is in marketing, but. Nope, we lost you. Worked in automotive before. And um, so I really, really, really enjoy driving. Um, I've, I love driving. I love seeing, you know, kind of the, our beautiful country, you know, like, as far as um, national parks and just um, road trips in general have always had just a special place in my heart where, um, you know, whatever I'm going through, it's um, something that just really excites me and makes me happy to be alive. And so um, I remember test driving my first uh, Tesla in 2017. It was a Model S. I don't remember the battery pack, but it was silver. And it was, and I was just like, you know, I, as soon as I felt the acceleration, it was just, it was incredible. And I had to kind of, you know, both um, my husband at the time and I, um, we made it a goal that, okay, we're going to, we're going to buy a Tesla soon. And so um, we bought our first Tesla in 2018. And at that point, um, yeah, I was just, I was, I was completely enamored by the car. I loved, you know, everything in terms of how, um, how the vehicle drove and the design, you know, just in terms of like um, design uh, language and stuff. It was just absolutely um, something that, you know, for me, it just enamored me. And so at first it was product. And then, um, and then I started, you know, learning more about Elon, listening to interviews and um, kind of just, he kind of got me through some really tough times. I was going through some uh, health issues at the time and, um, it's just something that, you know, I, I wanted to, you know, after, you know, listening to him and understanding, you know, kind of that it's more than just about how fun and sexy the car is. It, there's, uh, there's a whole mission behind it. And, and that kind of struck me because it's, you know, something that I really appreciate and enjoy when, when, it, you know, when I would take a road trip and I would see, you know, our beautiful country, it's like, we want to preserve that. And we want to make sure that, you know, um, the, the grass is green and the, and the, the skies are blue. And, you know, like there, you know, this is something I think that's um, really important for not just um, myself, but for other people, right. To enjoy and to be able to enjoy into the, into, into the far future. So um at that point, um, I remember connecting with some people um, on Facebook and regarding to, uh, I think Elon tweeted something about uh, having people volunteer to um, educate owners, new owners at delivery centers. This is back in 2018, the fall. We just moved to San Diego. By the way, I've lived in uh, pretty much every major city on the West Coast in the past 10 years. So um, really have a um, deep love for the west coast i and just the culture and the people and so um anyways so we um my husband and i and my um dog one of my dogs at the time we volunteered uh to um basically show up at the delivery center in san diego and uh, educate new owners and then at that point um i got on twitter and started uh, interacting more with the community and uh joined you know um i think also in 2018, um, back when John started Tesla owner of Silicon Valley, it was John Vincent, um, another uh, important key member of the uh, Southern California community here, which he goes under the name of in Elon We Trust. 
Um, I don't want to say his name in case he doesn't want his name out there. But yeah, the four of us met up. And, you know, that was kind of really special, too, because I felt like, you know, I was part of a community that um, really cares. And we, we shared our passion for the product and for Elon's um, deep, like, um, passion for saving the environment. And then and then I then I saw then I started watching SpaceX launches. Um, <laughs> And I'm just like, are you kidding me? Like, is this rocket like <laughs> levitating before it lands? Like, and then he keeps doing it over and over. I'm like, oh my goodness, this is like, this is really cool. So then I started watching SpaceX and then I learned more about Boring Company and then Neuralink. And I'm just like, <laughs> these are really like wild, like companies, like this is like really disrupting the industry. It's like thinking in ways that, you know, it's like we've been like, he's doing things not just because of the way that they've been done before, but because, you know, it's like, it's the, the product and the engineering and he's so intelligent that, um, you know, a lot of that, like, just like first principles way of thinking and just understanding how physics works and how, um, how to build better, better things, right. Whether that's a rocket, whether that's a, um, you know, an, a neuro, you know, Neuralink, you know, chip implant, whether that's a, um, a vehicle, motors, whatever. It's like it's he's able to do make a product really good, but then there's this entire side that's like super human and, and kind and funny, mm. and and it's just nice. like and it just you know really made it understandable. And and then I saw you know he's super successful, so it's like this is, this is a you know really great to be part of this community. And he just really um, uh, the community and Elon together kind of just like lifted me out of. Um, this really, you know, sad moment in my life. And, um, and I've been, you know, part of the community ever since. And um, for me, you know, one of my favorite things is to, you know, meet up with Tesla owners and um, driving the cars, obviously, but then talking about um, being able to communicate with people that understand the feeling of, of, of driving a Tesla, understand the, um, the purpose of Tesla and, and furthermore, and like want to, you know, then late, you know, I've been an investor as well, you know, so um, again, just like, I think Elon's been, been a big part of uh, the reason why I'm really, you know, also obsessed, uh, you know, I'm very, very um, interested in the um, everything that's, that he's, you know, been a part of because of the way I think he, he thinks. And it's, and it's just, not traditional in terms of how most leaders think and so i don't know if that answers your question but... <laughs> so well you are so articulated everything nicely packaged in a well spoken well uh, moving way march i didn't know all of that about you but uh thank you for sharing that that's brilliant um one thing that we there's so many good things about this company and the car and the technology, but we forget that the number one thing is actually safety. That's the number one design um, factor. So Tesla, Sean, um, can you share your story with us? I can. Yes. <laughs> so I was enamored with Tesla since uh, maybe 2013. My degree is in information technology. I've been into cars. Well, I've been into computers since I was five years old, uh, taking things apart. So that, you know, my 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 tech field was going to, it was always going to be tech. And once I, and I loved cars. Before I did tech, I did cars. I wrenched on cars just a little bit for fun. I wanted to learn how. And 
I, I just love this. I love cars. I love computers. Then enters Tesla, somehow a mix of my two favorite things. And I was working at Apple at the time, and I would watch these videos of these cars driving through San Francisco in autopilot and other things. And I just thought it was the most incredible thing ever. And I would argue with people who worked around me and about this, like I'd never even hit one. And I'm like, how is this not the dopest thing you've ever seen? Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. And, and I always wanted one. It's a supercar. It was $100,000. I wanted one the way I wanted a Lamborghini. It wasn't going to fucking happen. Mm-hmm. Then they enter enter the Model 3 reveal, you know, the affordable car to the masses. And I watched that live stream, super exciting. I, I just loved it. But still, it was a $70,000 car. I wasn't going to fucking get one. So I don't know. Sometime it's September of 2019, I tell the wife, I say, look, I can't thirst for this any longer. Let's go and test drive one. I love test driving cars. It's fun. I will go, since I was like a teenager, I would play the, my parents are getting me a graduation gift and I'm looking for something fun. (laughs) And I would go and drive Subarus, SS Camaros. Like I would get in arguments. I would have them pull shit off the showroom floor and they'd be like, we're not going to do that until we run your credit. I'd be like, you're not running my credit in cash. (laughs) I guess you don't want Like, so anyway, I love test driving cars. So I thought, let's go test drive the Tesla. I don't know why it hadn't entered my mind. And I go, and I there was no intent of buying. That wasn't a possibility. I couldn't afford that shit. And the guy said, uh, you know, right now, if you take delivery of this Model 3 before September, um, you will get free supercharging for two years. And I was driving an SUV at the time, and a Toyota Highlander running through gas. So we crunched some numbers real quick. And it was like, oh my fucking God, this is, this is not only a reality, this is coming down to the difference of like a hundred bucks a month, maybe 250 if we count insurance, to have your fucking dream car. Like, you know what I mean? When you add up what you're using now and gas and other stuff. So it was a no brainer. And I used, I manipulated the shit out of my smart wife because I will fucking, I'll spend money I don't have. I don't give a shit. So she was like thoughtful about it and I showed her all of the safety things. I leaned heavy on yeah. safety. Like, yeah. yo, it's the safe car. You know what I mean? It's safe. Yeah. It's safe. Don't you want to do it for the family? And so I, I swayed her. We got the car. Little did I know that nine months later, mm-hmm. a drunk driver was going to smash into me head on at 55. Um, and all of those videos that I'd watched and safety that I'd you know, rhetoric that I'd said to the wife, suddenly it was put my, put my life where my mouth is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and amazingly, I got to walk away from what was an unavoidable accident. I rode street bikes, do wheelies, you know, 180 miles an hour, very irresponsible, but good, good timing and eye hand coordination, commercial truck driver can drive anything on the road. I've always thought that whatever it is, I could I could dodge it. The only thing I worry about is like high speed tire blowouts, but we won't get into that. Um, This was not something you could dodge, you know, a mountain curvy road, blind corners. This wasn't a mountain road, but it was around a curve. And so, you know, we all, we all, those of us that have a Tesla, we all have something that hopefully most of us don't have to appreciate 
but it's the passive safety. We're all enamored with autopilot and FSD and all of the other things, but just the passive structural safety of these cars is incredible. And yesterday, well, the ninth, the ninth was my two year anniversary. And it's been cool. I walked away from that accident with severe hip bruising and a broken wrist. So I was able to walk and be fine again after maybe, I don't know, six to eight weeks. Uh, and the wrist thing got better, but I could no longer tech. I, I can't fucking tippity type. So that forced me on disability. <laughs> Shitty. Yeah. Uh, and then it was like, let's pivot. And so now this is this accident pushed me into a photography, chase my passion. And now I love it. I make more money than I did at Apple. The accident was a blessing. I got engaged in the community. Some of you guys are terrible and I love it. Others are nice. And, you, know. you love me, Sean. If it wasn't for Tesla, I would not have met you, Sean. So the safety <laughs> is so critical, important. And you're the third person I actually know whose life was saved because of a Tesla. Yeah, it's yeah. my life was definitely saved. That's why that I brought it up, zone. Ash. Yeah, you didn't the, tell your story uh, the, the way Tesla, Sean did. <laughs> Also say I always talk I always bring up the B pillars. The B pillars are the thickest in the industry. And these are the pillars that are like behind the driver's door that attach to the, the rear passenger door. Those B pillars um, connected to the the bottom of the car that is I mean, even on the oldest Model S's, like the battery serves a shuttle uh, aid in any accident. Um, and the frontal crumple zone of the front is actually what saved me. If if I hadn't had that. I would have had an engine in my lap. Wow. Absolutely. Now, to be fair, a lot of engines are designed to break away and go down and under, but it's it's not, you don't want to push that to the test. You know, like, it's 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 a hard thing. I watch these videos of, of you know, head on, they, they, the crash test at 35 into a brick wall. And I'm like, that's cute. <laughs> the, the car still has its shape. I posted pictures of my accident. It was a Honda Element that hit me. Um, and pictures of that too. My B pillar is fucking crunched. Mm. Like it was crazy. They are the safest things. So if you don't get a Tesla, whatever you do, I encourage you to start your car buying experience with IHS top safety picks. <laughs> exactly. So yeah. Hunter, do you want to join the conversation? Share your story. Hunter. No. So I'll add something. Um, yeah. in, in in addition to the structure, the B pillars and everything from like the B pillars all around the A pillars to the to the roof itself, right? Like most cars that you you know have just like a, a you know aluminum or whatever roof that you can just like bend back and forth. I'm just like, oh, this is a, this seems a little sketch. But you know, Teslas are just like built very very structurally sound. In addition to that, they have a very, very low center of gravity, which keeps the car basically all four wheels on the ground. And so it's basically impossible. I don't know if you guys have seen like the the video of the Model X where they try to uh, tip it over. It's ba it's basically impossible to, to flip the car. So if you if you're a speedy Gonzalez, you know, like you know, an adrenaline junkie like like Tesla Sean or you know even myself, um, I think it's the safest car to be in. Can I add really quick about the glass? I forgot about that. I spent a lot of time um, obviously researching the safety before to convince the wife to buy it, but then after trying to understand how am I alive? 
Like I did, I couldn't understand. And the glass transfers energy and like it's able to absorb energy and disperse it through a larger area. Um, the longer things continue crunching, the longer time in an accident, the more survivability. So, you know, you smash into a brick wall, you immediately stop, nothing is happening, that's not good. The more movement and dispersion of energy and transfer is good. And that's what that glass helps with. And it's really Okay, Sean, you spent too much time talking about how your life was saved. I think that's enough. <laughs> Just kidding, Sean. Thank you. <laughs> um, Lincoln, I want to invite you up here because, uh, you know, the community of the Tesla community, many of us are starting to become friends. And somebody kind of alluded to it earlier why we think that this generates this kind of love or just feeling of connectedness amongst us. But, you know, there, we talk a lot to each other. We start to become friends. And then, Lincoln, just a few days ago, you actually helped out a fellow uh, Tesla Twitter or community person who you spent $7,500 out of your own pocket because you wanted to help this person. And we're hoping that other Tesla Twitter people can contribute to that. But um, can you speak a little bit of how this all came about and why you decided to support somebody who you met through the internet and what went on? Because I'm really stupid. Um, no, you're not. I've given to Nigerian princes and never <laughs> works out. But um, this time it worked out, I guess, because I was able to help somebody. No, um, I didn't do this to like get anything here. This isn't the point. Like I, yeah. somebody, I'm not going to talk about who it is because it, yeah. I, um, yeah, I just keep it kind of keep private. I've sent some GoFundMe invites out to a few people. Um, I mean, I guess if anyone wants to, they can back on me. But um, I, um, you guys know me. I just talk a lot. I just joined you guys in like March, maybe. And then next thing I know, I was in Austin, and I was in the like coolest place in the world with Ash, who I had just met, and we were walking around the like Giga Factory with the like last two people there, and I was dancing with Franz with Ash and everyone because I snuck in, and I mean, I got in with my ticket, and um, you know, <laughs> right. and. Um, you know, I've been through some hellish stuff in the last, you know, divorce and stuff and got four kids. It's been tough. And like this community has been so fun because I am, I'm, I love Teslas and I bought one and then I found you guys and I just really gain a, like relationships are important to me. And it's really fun. What Marge said, um, was really hit me was like, oh, there's a lot of people who feel like really excited. Like I do about something. And, um, it's really fun. It's healthy. I've been, I've still had some tough times and like, you know, I, I'm in clubhouse a lot and talk with people in the test community about like stuff I'm dealing with sometimes. Sometimes it's too much and Landon doesn't like it, but then uh, that's, we don't care about Landon anyways. Um, and then, you know, like I've gotten a lot of support from people and, you know, someone shared the other day in the test community of some stuff and made a couple of us tear up with it. And um, you know, like not just didn't judge them um just kind of saw what they were dealing with and i don't know why like i offered to like help them out with something they needed help with and um afterwards i was like wait what am i doing i don't even know this person but i knew him because i like talk with him all the time but i don't really know him i don't know where he lives but like it just felt like the right thing to do and then i felt peace afterwards and people have just stepped up and tried to help me help this person and it's been wonderful um and I just really, I, I, I know that if anyone needs anything, like, 
if I needed something that someone would be there for me. And I remember someone reached out and I'm not going to say who, but they reached out because their kid was like stuck in another state and I was near that state. And they said, Hey, and they put me in with some other people from clubhouse and Twitter community. And they said, Hey, this is the deal. My son's stuck here. He may be stuck in an airport in one of your guys' cities or something. I'm going to, can you guys be there if something's needed? And everyone was immediately there. I was like, dude, you need someone to drive down there and get him. We'll make something work. And that's just awesome. And in the end, this is all about love. This is about making the world a better place. And that seems like maybe cheesy. It seems maybe too um, un- impractical or something, you know, but like that's that in the end for me, that's what it's about. I don't really, for real, like love is like what it's about. So, um, and I think that that's the, the, the company's not perfect. You know, it's not perfect, but I really appreciate what he's doing. I see no one else making such big changes. Um, and I, I now own a bunch of stock, um, thanks to the divorce <laughs> and, uh, I own a couple of Teslas. I'm selling one. So, you know, I'm, I'm selling a model three if anyone's interested. Um, but anyways, like, so I'm just excited. I love it. You guys, you know, could know I'm enthusiastic about it. And sometimes I talk without thinking and hurt people's feelings. And I apologize for that. I love you guys. I love you, Lincoln. If any of the speakers want to talk and share your stories as well, meantime, we'll we'll invite some of the other audience members. So we'll we'll get Dusty up shortly. Anybody want to say anything? I just want to say that Lincoln oh, often. I just want to say that Lincoln often tests my feelings in a positive way. Oh. when he teases me, and I love him. Love him. Thanks, Warren. Dude, I appreciate you. Hey, uh, I just want to say one thing. If anyone's ever out in Salt Lake City, if I know you're not like or in Utah, like definitely look me up. I would love like you don't have to know me. I never talked to you, but like. Man, it's just, it's fun. So just look me up and I got a place to stay. And yeah, so. RJ at your house? Not not you, Sean. Anyone else? Anyone else? Anyone? <laughs> Bueller? <laughs> I tell you, there's, there's something very, very special about this community. People become friends so quickly. Um, Dusty, did you want to say something? Yeah, hey, thanks for having me on. Um, I don't know if I even necessarily qualify as part of the community per se, but you know, I really think that a lot of times the community gets a bad rap and people say it's a cult or this or that. And it's just really not that weird. You know, I mean, there's so many stupid products out there that people are fans of and that people are obsessed with. Look at Ford and Chevy. I mean, how many bar fights have happened because of Ford and Chevy, you know, fan brawls. So... (laughs) It's, it's just not a weird thing. And everyone acts like it's some strange thing to have a community, uh, you know, revolving around something they have in common. And I just wanted you guys to know that it's just, it's totally normal. It's totally expected. It's not at all weird. And <laughs> Tesla is completely different from Ford, for example. I mean, you guys <laughs> talked already about all the layers, you know, of products there are. It's not just a, a car company. So not weird at all it's perfectly normal yeah just that one if you remember saturn had like a huge fall oh yeah i remember those days <clears throat> hi folks uh i can just come yeah. in a little bit this is mike yeah can y'all hear me Please. okay yes yeah just uh, my journey with tesla i've been obsessed with this what since 2012 this first time i saw it in person at the at the Bangor mall close to where i live and sat down in the showroom and I instantly just just fell in love with it. I said, told my wife back then, I said, this is it. This is my dream car. And every time I see one, especially Model S on the road, I said, one of these days, one of these days, one of these days. 
And finally, June of 2019, my wife, God bless her, she goes, I think it's time to make a move. I said, what do you mean? I think we're going to make a move on Tesla. I was like, get out of here. I said, yep, we save enough to put enough down payment. Go on their website, see what you can find. So lo and behold, I go on their website. I find the model that I like, the color that I like, except it was in Las Vegas. We had to, it was a pre-owned. And I'm glad I did because it got the, the supercharging thing for life, which I, I just madly in love with. And uh, been a lovely journey ever since. And I convinced a lot of folks to check it out, the neighbors, friends. Uh, it just, and you know, speaking of Elon and what he's done, what he's doing, just he's really one of the historic figures uh, live in our time that changed the world, changing the industry, forced the hand of Mercedes, Toyota, you name it. I mean, he just, you know, he forced everybody to, to, to step up and I'm, I'm glad they're, they're doing that. And uh, with all the stuff he's doing with SpaceX, yeah, and then Tesla just really, it's a game changer for the for the world, I think. And uh, so, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's just uh, been a lovely journey, and I can't wait to get in on the stocks. I just got in late. Shame on me. I should have done that a long time ago, but... Uh, You're, not late. <laughs> You're not late. You're not late. You're not late. Everybody's late compared to Steve Jervitson. He bought Tesla at two cents a share. He was first investor. <laughs> Herbert, Herbert, can I take a shot at this? Yeah, no, please. But actually, before I, let me set you up. Um, so, Warren, I got a question for you. Like, um, I just saw this amazing tweet that said, uh, replying to this space, and it was from a, a guy named Willie B. Brown. And he said, sustainable faith in Elon, uh, whose only mission is to save lives in all sorts of ways. His, you know, that's the thing that drives him is a faith, but a sustainable faith in Elon. And you are the person, one of the people that I know of that has the most faith in Elon or just really supports him so much. So yeah, go ahead and say what you were going to say, but I think you're the one that really, really supports Elon the most. Not, I mean, everybody uh, does, but you seem to be. <laughs> I, I might be a little bit too much of a fanboy. Zealot. A little too much of a fanboy. But um, no, the thing I was going to say, I feel like one of the, the, the traits he has, and Robert can probably comment on this after I say it, one of the things that really makes Elon stand out to me as I look at you know, his work, not just on Tesla, but across multiple spaces. And then even within Tesla, multiple spaces within Tesla is and something that doesn't get talked about enough is his ability as a team builder. He builds these teams. And when you go to a Tesla event, if you, if you meet Tesla employees and you meet Drew, ba I met Drew Baglino, I met Franz von Holzhausen. I've talked to Martin Vieca. I've talked to like line, you know, like, uh, engineers, you know, at the Gigafactory twice now, um, when I was at the Plaid event, I was talking to Tesla employees um, at SpaceX. I, I got to talk to some people working at SpaceX. Um, what what really strikes me is he he's able to recruit incredibly talented people who are willing to work incredibly hard. He sets a mission that's audacious, but not, well, borderline batshit crazy, but not quite batshit crazy. He gets to the point where he sets a mission that's like, we're going to put a million people on Mars, which pretty much sounds batshit crazy and somehow makes it credible. And then he commits himself to that mission so much and gets other people to commit to that mission that when we were down at Starbase, we're talking to these guys, they're working like 16 hour days. You know, they live in Boca Chica village. So they sleep, you know, six hours, have a couple drinks before they go to sleep or whatever. And then they go to work, you know, they're just working constantly and Elon's outworking them. Right. And then we were talking to a contractor, just a guy, you know, he's like a contractor who's, um, 
working on building some of the infrastructure at Starbase. And he's working 12-hour days, seven days a week. And he talks about Elon like Elon's a god. You know, he's, he's not, like, angry about the he's, – he's thrilled to be getting all the money he's making, working 12-hour shifts seven days a week. I just saw there's this article in Time magazine where this guy was criticizing Elon for overworking people. Like, this guy wanted as many hours as he could get. You know, they're, they're getting paid. Um, so, but, but getting people on board with that mission, building a team behind that mission, accelerating the transition to sustainable energy, let's build an electric car that's better than any other car, you know, make, you know, let's put solar on the roofs. And you listen to Drew Baglino talk and you listen to Gwyn Shotwell talk and Karpathy who's no longer with Tesla, but was, you know, and you just, when you hear the team members talk AI day, autonomy day, whatever, and battery day, you recognize that they all buy in. They're all committed to the mission. They're all working really hard. And he just inspires that in people. I don't think there's a lot of business leaders who are able to do that. That's that, I just think that's a feature of Elon that's not talked about enough, the team building. Robert, totally can, agree. Rob, can, totally I ask Robert, can I just ask Robert? Because Robert, I think, is has like a longer and maybe. Is, um, yeah, Robert, if you could comment on that, because I think you've seen that. Yeah, I interviewed, I don't know, thousands of entrepreneurs and and was the first to see many a company. Siri was launched in my son's bedroom, et cetera, et cetera. And you're right. There's nobody. Zuckerberg is a pretty good team builder. He's probably up there. But I, I like the team that Elon's building and the software team is just unbelievable. I mean, the last three years they've shipped updates in between Christmas and New Year's, major updates, major features. What kind of software team does that? Oh, and I, I thought Farzad was on the stage. I was going to ask Farzad because he worked at Tesla. I don't know if you can bring oh, him back up. Oh, yeah, I don't know how it happened. But, I'm, just uh, curi- I'm just curious about his, I think he may have left the stage, but I'm curious about his thoughts about the sense of team building and the mission and all that, but I don't know if we can get it back up. Mission. So in Silicon Valley, building a mission driven company is seen as, as the best thing to do. Cause it, it gets people uh, motivated to join in the cause and put more effort into it than they would just for a buck. Right. And Tesla is probably the best example of that. No, I should go for all organizations. All organizations really need to have a why. You have to start there to inspire people mm. and to get people. They do, but they don't have that kind of why. Like, oh, we're going to save the world. <laughs> you know, go to sustainable energy, right? That's a there is the mission. Farzad's back. Farzad, Farzad can we you comment on about employees? Yeah, at, can at you can, can you comment on Elon's team building skills and what it's like? The what the team mentality is at a company like Tesla? A hundred percent. Sorry. Yeah. I literally, I was, I was hearing the end of Warren's uh, talk and I'm like, man, this guy's got it so nailed. And then my wife got in the car and the freaking Bluetooth connected to the car. <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> right. That's right. The car. So yeah. Sorry about that. Y'all. Um, so <clears throat> yeah, Warren, Warren nailed it perfectly. I think, I think the thing that really stood out to me while I was in the company is just how bought in, how bought in everybody is, on on the mission first and that's what's really missing i think from most companies when you really think about it i think most companies work under the sort of framework of i'm here to get paid and yeah i kind of like the product and it's cool and i like my boss and i like the people that i work with but at the end of the day most companies are you know providing value to to people but not in the sort of scope and sort of world-changing effect that a Tesla or SpaceX or Neuralink 
et cetera, can have. And I, you know, you think about a moat for a company that is like a humongous moat, not just from a uh, customer satisfaction perspective or from the perspective of a person who's passionate about, you know, like the product or the community. But when it comes to when you need talent to build stuff from scratch 24 seven and you're empowering the talent to build scratch 24 seven, if you have a mission that actually pushes people to want to do that, then you have magic. And, and that's what it felt like, especially when you're presented with really difficult problems day in and day out constantly. And then you're grouped with extremely talented. Literally every single person I work with was smarter than me. And that was the biggest takeaway I had. Everybody's so freaking smart. And, and that becomes addicting. It becomes addicting. And how does he protect the culture from uh, introducing like B players? Because that's the old uh, you yeah. know, uh, saying that A players hire B players and B players hire C players. How does he protect the organization from getting uh, a, dead, a lot of dead weight? Honestly, Robert, that is like the thing that I've been trying to figure out since I left. Is like, how in the hell can he do this at 100,000 people plus? Because I kind of get it. I kind of get it at a at a s- small scope when you only have you know twenty people and you have a really passionate founder and you're able able to really micromanage who you're hiring and ensure that everybody's bought in. I really think I really think it's a combination of the mission being so incredibly important and it, it's moving people. You know, it moves people. They have a um, they have the luxury of picking and choosing from 3.1 applicants a year, 3.1 million applicants a year. <laughs> they have a leader who inspires. Um, they have a extremely empowering culture at the company where um, politics is extremely minimized. And it's really a, a merit-driven culture where uh, it's not what you look like. It's not how you sound. It's not you know, what you say, but it's what you do. And that's ultimately what's most important. And then we have a sort of a, a, a round of leadership that has really embedded that culture in the company. And it continues to be passed on from leader to leader, ensuring that they're hiring the best possible ta- talent to, to really encapsulate that sort of ethos that you have this environment. I think, I think that's what it is. It's still kind of like a mystery to me because it's, it's mind blowing to me how well they've done it. And it, you know, yeah. I met part of the autopilot team at a supercharger, which is good uh, for, lesson for yeah. Tesla owners. Keep your eyes open at the supercharger. You sometimes meet some amazing people at superchargers. Um, but I met this part of the team. And one thing that I, I've met lots of Tesla employees since then, they're curious and entrepreneurial. Like they're yes. asking you a million questions as a customer. Like, what what do you want to do? What do you what do you right? But they also engage and explain how how they're building it, their philosophy. I heard their philosophy before Elon said it on stage, right? Which is, if your eyes can see it, we the AI computer can see it as well. Yep. And yeah, um, I I I meet those kind of people as CEO, right? But not deep into the company. It's real interesting. Tesla's attracted this group of people who's cured entrepreneurial deep, so deep I, down. I have, I have a theory, but I, I'm so glad I, I, you brought up the word entrepreneurial because the way I've described Tesla is like, it's an entrepreneur's sandbox. Like if you want to learn how to be an entrepreneur, work for Tesla. <laughs> That's the best advice I can give you. It really, it really changes the way you approach problem solving. But I, I used to have this theory that only a very small percentage of people uh, 
would be able to have like say an entrepreneurial spirit and be able to be an entrepreneur like build things from scratch be a free thinker really you know try to apply first principles as much as possible especially successful ones but i think i've sort of the percentage of the population i thought that will be able to do that i think is much larger than we think and the reason why it appears to be so little of us that are able to be successful entrepreneurs is because we don't have that mission or that environment for us to really feel like we need to go the extra mile to make stuff happen. And it's almost like Tesla brings that out of people, you know? So I don't really know if it's, if it's just embedded in specific people or if it's almost like brought out of you, you know? I I wonder if they hire for it. Right. And that's a cultural thing that they they do do in their hiring uh, protocol. We certainly did. Like my, my, uh, myself and my, uh, my peer, his name's Greg. um, He was at the company for nine years and he's the most brilliant person I've ever met. But that's when we, when we hired for people, we weren't really worried about experience. We were worried about, okay, let's put you in a situation where we're going to ask you some tough questions and see how you're going to problem solve something. But like, in a, in a very non-traditional way. And it was almost like we're trying to get down to the character of the person and to try and see uh, if they're really fit to go the extra mile and really think about things outside of the box. And honestly, if what kind of really question would person, you ask? What, what's a good question you would get in that Tesla? <laughs> I'll give you my I mean, Microsoft ones, but I, I want to hear the Tesla. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, there's a bunch of different ones. I mean, honestly, they were very situational. Uh, it really depended on the sort of, uh, thing we wanted to to get out of the person a lot of it was like i mean it depends if it's a leader i got i gotta think back honestly <laughs> let me get, give me like two minutes and i think no problem <laughs> yeah, so, you're putting me on the spot yeah. here <laughs> so, so talking about passionate leaders right earl was the reason why we set up this uh tweet uh, this is space today about sharing our love and support for the mission uh, i read out your tweets that you sent out two days ago earl tell us um what what's got what you you called it a rant why did you go on a rant what was I ranting about? Probably <laughs> that way. Tesla went up. The Twitter community became saturated with people who don't care much about the oh. mission, but whose mood hinges on the stock price. Yeah, yeah. I think that um, it's kind of a normal thing to happen, but um, there were many years there where the stock was generally flat. Um, wasn't really going anywhere. And I think that the... Uh, Tesla Twitter, at least in my experience, was very focused on, um, and maybe it was just the time for Tesla, but it was just a very exciting time about Tesla products, what's going to come out. I mean, I remember these minute discussions about the tiniest changes to the website or the tiniest changes to the Model 3 that was coming up. And um, people just just so excited about their cars and what was coming up. And um, it was all the stuff. It was, I, I talked about this and you know, to toot my own horn in the, the, the New York Magazine article today that came out with some other woman and I can't remember her name. Um, and, uh, you know, I just talked about that community piece and kind of what, what that was like and the focus on the products that you could talk about that no one else in your life really wanted to hear about. So, you know, my wife doesn't want to hear about the new center console for the Model 3, right? <laughs> but that's the community does. And, um, so it was just, there was so much discussion on that and the new products coming out. It was just really exciting. And then I guess, fortunately, a lot of us are shareholders and then the stock really took off. Um, 
And that did certainly change. I think it changed the content that people had. So they're talking more as would be expected, but people are talking more about the stock, but it also attracted a lot of people who really had no history with, you know, they weren't the geeks that were on here talking about Alcantara headliners, right? Like they didn't exist. And, and now they're here and they end up with big audiences and they're very focused on, um, the finances, the financial piece and where the stock is going to go. And then, you know, you have the people who are more driven in where the stock will go long term. So not this isn't about Gary, but like Gary talks long term, like, well, they need to do advertising so that um, long term they can know that Tesla's a safe product, like things like that. So there's people like that. And then other people who have like um, their avatars are like candy and stuff. And they talk about very, very short-term stock movements and they, they get a big mm. following too. And, um, it, and, and what you find, and so if you're really focused, if you're not as focused on the product, which I think the product is what drives the stock price ultimately, it's why Tesla can be Tesla. They make an amazing product. You buy a Tesla, you want another Tesla. Um, but when you focus on it like a company, first of all, it's extremely boring. I'm tuned out immediately. And second of all, to probably run a great company, which um, gets the stock returns and dividends and all the other boring crap that you want, um, you need to look at all of those things, all of those boring things that Elon hates too, about like commercials and marketing and um, PR teams and how are we going to get through this certain topic or whatever. And, um, and, and those are all great discussions and, you know, no offense to anybody that talks about that. I, I talk about the stock price too. Um, I think that's totally fine. And clearly people like it because people follow these people and people join in on those discussions. So it's not like we shouldn't talk about it, but I do think that it has come at a little bit of a price where the rabid Tesla community, I think what makes us strong is like, that positivity and group meetups and talking about the products, excitement about the new products. Like we are the commercials, we are the PR team, we are, the, you know, we are that energy. And I think that gets dampened a little bit for me, like when I'm up in the morning and then the first thing I click on is some like inane, ridiculous, stupid, stock driven, clearly somebody who's just buying and selling the stock in the short run. And sometimes it does piss me off. I'm like, you know, <laughs> like, and it just gets harder. And those people are very loud and they have a lot of tweets and retreats, even if they're annoying. Like people, I do it too. Like you just retweet it because it's annoying and you think it's funny. But um, it does leave less room for just the excitement. Like um, K-Tennis here and Kristen had, like sent something like just <laughs> like as a joke, I guess. I was complaining about something and she sent a picture like this will make you feel better. And it was like three mm -hmm. truck. and yeah. no kidding. I was excited. I'm like, yeah, man, I forgot. Like, I love how that stupid thing looks like. I'm so excited. Like I'm so obsessed with this cyber <laughs> truck. And like, that's why I'm here. And that's the energy yeah. I want. Right. When I hop online, I, I want to be around all these geeks that care about um, all these little snippets of, I see Sawyer sitting here, like, all these little snippets of information that come out, like that are just utter nonsense that no one even understands. And it's like, oh man, that's so cool. Like what, well, what are they going to do with that battery or what are they going to do with that building? So that just gets me really charged up and it makes oh, me really it's really awesome. Me. Yeah. You know, so, so that, uh, that's kind of where, that's what that tweet was about. Yeah. I just got, I was in a battery totally when I tweeted that out, but that, that was it. Like, 
um, I, that is not the same community that I joined, you know, now back then it had problems too, because there were short sellers everywhere, you know, it was like, it in was Silicon like Valley, we, we call this the engineers <laughs> versus the suits, right? The people who do the work yeah, yeah, and understand the, the product and how it's built and stuff like that. And then the people are going to make money on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, which is great, you know, and it's a blast. Like, I, I, you know, I hate to even complain about this as a shareholder myself. Like, oh, you know, I actually just posted a a meme of, you know, people crying into their money. Like, um, it's it's great. It's like a real gift. And I'm glad the stock is up and I'm glad that I held it. And I'm glad that I picked it. But, man, it just seems like it, yeah. it just becomes all encompassing sometimes because when the. Um, when the stock is up because Tesla Tesla's executed, it becomes like victory laps for people. Like, oh, I told yeah. you it would go up, or I said, like, I don't care. Like, <laughs> I I think it'll go up too. You know, like, I just, I don't know. Anyway, that's my I guess additional yeah. rant. If that clarifies, true investing is a mental game. A neighbor of mine bought Tesla in 2019 and lost money that year in a year when it went up five times. How do you do that? You don't understand the long-term benefit of this company. I mean, go back to Amazon. In in 99, Amazon was $112 and everything looked hot, right? And then 2000 happened and the crash happened and it went down all the way to $6. If you were an investor back then, did you hold? Most people did not because the entire world was disappearing around this company, right? Oh. Well, I'm so glad that Sawyer joined. So Sawyer, I think we would all agree you are the hardest working Tesla yeah. Twitter fan that's possibly there, staying <laughs> up all night long. And I, I imagine you're sitting there at the computer and as soon as something happens, boom, you act really fast. But I can also see that you are driven because of your um, sustainable energy and uh, or, you're, you're driven by the mission because you're launching your own company, right? This sustainable clothing uh, environmentally friendly clothing company, but tell us your story. Why do you do what you're doing? And my gosh, you're crazy. Well, <laughs> I mean, it definitely just started from a place of love of the Tesla and the mission. I probably started following the Tesla Twitter community probably around 2015, 2016, but I didn't mm -hmm. really start tweeting news until I want to say June or July of 2020. Um, and I just wanted, I was like, I feel like there aren't enough stories about Tesla that I, that I love that people are sharing. So why don't I just start doing it? And then it just sort of blew up from there. But, but I feel like it's regarding like Elon and the mission, I feel like back in like the 1960s when we had like went to the moon, there was this high level of mm. curiosity in people about like what was possible and what we could achieve. But I'm so, sort of unfortunately that sort of to die off in the decades after. But now I feel like Elon has sort of opened a lot of people's eyes to what is possible and what we can achieve if we really try and set like great goals for ourselves. He, he you know, he brings out the best in people and, you know, what we see with Tesla's products every day is, is, is exactly that. We see, you know, products that people love. And that doesn't happen very often to this level, I think. You know, Tesla's been pushing boundaries for a long time. And, you know, there's a reason engineers want to work for Tesla. Tesla's mission is something worth working for. And probably the most inspiring mission, maybe next to SpaceX, is, um, I mean, look how many people love Tesla. And they don't even own or maybe have ever seen a Tesla in person yet. I mean, it's, yeah, Tesla's mission is just like, it's really inspiring. And, the people that work at Tesla are just awesome. I've spoken obviously to like the hundreds of them, and yeah, there's they, a real there's yeah. They DM you all the time, right, sir? No, I mean not so much anymore. I, I stopped leaking actually a few months ago. I don't right. know if people have noticed yet. <laughs> okay, but yeah, yeah. 
Thank you, sir. And then, Xander, I need you to tell your story because um, everybody here is so convicted in Tesla, but you are so convicted you actually sold two of your houses. Oh, my gosh. Tell us that. Why are you doing that? <laughs> Xander. Yes, because I'm, I'm crazy and my wife supports my crazy. Um, well, uh, ever since I was a kid. You're I, talking I, of, like from a yard or like outside. <laughs> what? Uh, uh, can you hear me? Okay? I'm just like, yeah. they say sold all of That's just how he sounds. Like, well, he must just be standing somewhere with oh, no. Gotcha, gotcha. Never mind. No, just, no, never no. Mind. Just don't listen to me. Just mute me. Okay. Oh. Can you guys hear me okay? Or? Yeah, we can hear you fine. He owns four yogurt shops, okay? Frozen yogurt shop. Please, Earl. Oh, I got it. you. I got you. Now, now I understand the joke. Now I got you. Um, yeah, so. I, um, ever since I was a kid, I, I like looked for, you know, I was curious about investing with, uh, I'm an immigrant. So watched my dad, uh, like talk about Microsoft and how he missed it and he didn't have money to invest when, when he wanted to. And so it was kind of like, a I always kept my eye out for that company that's changing things and how we interact with, with the planet. And, um, yeah, and then in 2019, I just I, uh, I I I started succeeding with with my first yogurt business, and um, I started getting curious about Tesla. And then that that famous tweet uh, was was uh, front and center, and, and it just didn't make sense to me that the company's value was being uh, put into the toilet. Um, and, and I'm seeing all of these cars on the street and I really wanted a Tesla and I didn't think I could ever afford one. So I, um, I just, I started asking people on Facebook, uh, people that, that, that knew more about investing. I never invested in an individual company prior to this. So I, I, I asked like what they thought and, you know, people told me don't catch a falling knife and it's overvalued and all this, all this stuff. Um, and it's kind of cool to be able to look back and see those comments and, uh, you know, egg those people, uh, on with, with, with snide remarks, but, um, uh, but, but yeah, th then the, then the, just the stock took off and it just felt so kind of, uh, vindicating that, uh, I, I bought five shares with 212 on the way back up. And, um, and that was my big entry into the, into the thing. And, uh, my, my entire family thought I was crazy for paying that much attention to YouTube. And they, they, they would, you know, I mean, honestly, people would, my, my best friends and my, my parents and my, even my wife was like, why are you wasting so much time watching YouTube videos? I was like, you don't understand. This is YouTube university. You could literally learn whatever you want. If you just if you just put in the time and and so for me it was was kind of like now we get to uh, to a place where I needed to raise a bunch of money uh, to to invest in this thing it's not too late I heard somebody say that and um, and and we, we we bought some real estate in two thousand and nine so it just uh, it, it it made sense to me and I just yeah. love all the all the things that that come with it. Um, I, I found Clubhouse last last year, and, and I think it, whenever it became available for Android, even even though now I'm fully uh, appled out uh, with the watch, the the headphones, and the and the, and the cell phone. Save up uh, for next year. You're gonna have a big expense coming. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I heard, I heard. So, um, and of course, <laughs> of course, the only reason I went to Apple was because of beta. Because in order to hit the button, 
and and the and the the app was only available for Apple initially, so that's why I ended up with with an Apple device. But um, uh, long story short, I, um, I I really really love the the community. I, I needed to find people that I could talk to, and Clubhouse was the answer for me. Uh, after an Omar tweet that he was ho- hosting a space or a, a room, and and I, I'm like, you guys, my parents and my family, no, no one wanted to hear me anymore because I just don't shut up. That's the only thing I talk about is, is, <laughs> is Tesla. So uh, it, it really changed my life. I, I met friends and I went to the Cyber Rodeo and I'm, I'm meeting all these people um, that, that I absolutely love. And I even uh, like catered uh, the uh, Tesla takeover last year. I, I couldn't this year. I'm building a store, but um, I, I love the community and I'm glad to be a part of it. And uh, la- last point is I learned options on YouTube. So if uh, if if anyone's curious, uh, you know, just believe in yourself. You can you can learn anything you want and accomplish anything. Uh, just just put in the yeah. time and the effort. You can so learn Blender. If, if um... we all like Xander, uh's father better than him too. So if anybody wants to make friends uh, with the community uh, beyond Twitter, I highly recommend you guys check out Clubhouse. Uh, There's a room called Tesla Universe, and you'll talk to people like us. And sometimes Kristen's there and Lincoln and Xander, myself, Warren, everybody here joins that. So do do that. I want to go through every speaker and ask you the question, what how has Tesla changed your life? And or you can answer the question, which of the missions of Tesla are you the most excited for? and the one that's driving you uh, as we go through. So let's go through each speaker and have them explain that as we close out the day. So Earl, what's uh, what's driving you? Is it puppies in frunks? Uh, well, I think <laughs> you had to answer both your questions. Um, yeah. the, the life change has really been around um, this ridiculous puppy thing, which has its foil coming out about that uh, this weekend. but. Um, I think that it um, has really shown me such a good use of social media, kind of like um, people have already just said, um, to meet people on here. Um, I think people know my backstory. I've had some, some tough times. A wife had an aneurysm burst and everything. And the mm-hmm. Tesla community was really there for me. I, I met some really good friends um, during that time and have continued to grow those friendships over the years and had a front puppy event here in Dayton and got to meet some people in, 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 in person. And then also went out to the cyber truck event and got to meet a bunch of people. So, um, just, just, a, a amazing, uh, community. What I'm excited about right now, um, the cyber truck, which I already mentioned, I just think that thing is going to be so cool. It's going to be more expensive than I want, but, um, the way it's designed, the look of it, I cannot wait to see those on the roads. And, it's going to um, be safer. It's going to be quieter. It's going to have bigger interior. It's going to have a better experience inside than any other yeah. vehicle. It's just going to be really a class of its own, and um, I'm 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 really I'm really excited about that. I'll eventually be excited about the Tesla bot, but that's, I think that's a ways off. But mm-hmm. yeah, Ash, I, I I think yeah. it's September 30th. You're going to get excited by the Tesla bot. Exactly, Ash. Hey, um, so yeah, I, um, I'm just really mostly excited about, uh, I, I'm excited about more of the AI aspects. I think Tesla has changed my life, changed my life and the fact of I don't get anxiety getting in the car um, as much. I mean, I, I rely on the, the self-driving system and it 
it has relieved so much angst within my soul. It feels like where I look at that car and I just feel happy. I'm, I'm happy to sit in it and travel. And um, I think that is kind of the route, but then all the friends along the way have really mm -hmm. uh, humbled me and feel like I've been able to become most of myself because of the support and the people here within the communities. Um, so I highly value and appreciate that. Thanks, Ash. Robert? Um, what drives me about this company is studying the data. I go onto the Golden Gate Bridge and start counting cars. And a Tesla right now is going across the Golden Gate Bridge every 10 seconds. And you start thinking about the data that that system is collecting and is able to process and able to make back into information for humans. It's stunning. Um, the next 24 months are going to be see extraordinary change in the world. And Tesla is pushing it. And Tesla is the first real time metaverse company. Which most people haven't figured out yet. That's right. Yeah. They have a simulator which you can walk around and it's the real world in near real time. And that alone will let them build new products that will be stunning. Um including augmented reality glasses. And that when Elon says he has other products to announce I'm see I'm I'm waiting for him to start mining this data set for products because there's a lot of different ways you can look at the data and and present things to human beings. And uh, yeah, it's going to be Thanks, fun. Man. I mean, Apple's going to kick it off in January uh, with its headset. Yeah. And it's going to take us into an experiential age. This is why you want noise canceling in your in your vehicle. Your Cybertruck is going to noise cancel. Right? Reason you want that is because you're going to be watching a concert inside. Nice. All around you in glasses. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thanks, Robert. Okay. Sawyer? Sorry, what was the question? I mean, what gets you excited about uh, what's, how does Tesla change your life and which mission are you the most excited about? Well, it's open, certainly opened up a lot of personal opportunities for me, but it's just like meeting all these cool people. Honestly, that's certainly life-changing because we, all of us nerds had nowhere to go to talk to people <laughs> with our families. So this was like the perfect place to do it. <laughs> but I think, you know, FSD beta going wide release, getting that product in more people's hands, just getting everyone or just getting Tesla's general products into more people's hands and the positive effect that that will create. I think, uh, I, I, and I love that, you know, the, the massive change we're seeing with other automakers realizing they were years behind and saying, oh, shit, like, we really got to step up our game here if we're going to, so we don't die. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll finish They're there. They're still years behind, by the way. Still true, years. True. Yeah. Kristen? Yeah, thank you, Herbert. This is good hearing what everybody has to say. I like how people bring different things to the table. I like how Tesla has different aspects of it that we all kind of, launch onto or just grasp. But for Tesla, I think, I mean, I absolutely love the products. I love what um, Robert's saying about the AI. I love what everyone else says about the, the vehicle itself and what it does for them personally. But I, the company itself, watching what it does, watching, I think we were talking about Elon and the people he hires and just how sharp they are and how they've, how they've overcome so much hate, how they've come overcome these Goliaths of industries is inspiring to me just moving forward in my life and thinking about things I want to do. So 
that's a part that's gotten me just, I, I think it's really changed my life and let me feel like, um, I don't know, it gives me, it gives me a lot of encouragement, but for the mission itself, I think it's all those things <laughs> moving forward. Um, I'm, I'm excited to see it actually, uh, I don't know, it's, it's making a big difference, but I'm excited to see it really just to be embraced and not fought so much. So Warren, thank you. Um, well, first of all, I think it might've changed my life more than anybody else's, but, really? um, well, I mean, I, I was, I was a trial and it's, it's not just Tesla, it's SpaceX, Tesla, boring and Neuralink and being an Elon nut, but I, I was a trial lawyer and I, I retired as a trial lawyer. I'm a full-time YouTuber. Um, I, my whole life revolves around, um, this now I, I, you know, it probably contributed to my divorce. Um, and you know, I got to celebrate a uh, cyber rodeo with my brother, not knowing he was going to die shortly thereafter. So, okay. and, and, and I was, you know, a couple of people mentioned the community and like, for me, this community has been fantastic. I want to mention Kristen in particular, because I feel like Kristen's one of the people who embraced me early on and has been very supportive of me, you know, from, I don't know if it was 2019 or 2020 that we started talking. Um, and there's a lot of people who've been supportive uh, along the way as, as I go through like a lot of changes. I'm, I'm planning to move to, I'm moving to Canaveral, not planning to, I'm moving to Canaveral in 10 days to be closer to SpaceX and Austin's my second choice if Canaveral doesn't work out because I want to be uh, close to SpaceX or close to Tesla, get involved in this. The, the thing that um, inspires me is I, you know, I would say it's just the whole package of how much change this is bringing to the world. And I guess the one thing I would say that doesn't grab people right off the bat is for us, we see the cars making our individual lives better um, if you, you know, but if you start to think, where's this going 20 years down the road, so we're all relatively wealthy. I mean, you might not feel wealthy, but you compare yourself to people in poor countries and you can see that this transition, this, this transition to sustainable energy, the spread of Starlink around the globe is going to make life better for people in poor countries. You know, we, there's, there's countries in the world that are, you know, life is shitty. Right. And, and you're right on. And right on Uber was invented right in front of me in a pair of snowstorm. And a few years later, I'm talking to women in South Africa who tell me how deeply it has changed their lives. Yeah. But you know, think and about wait until autonomous gets to them. It all, yeah, how, autonomous, how much is transportation going to reduce in cost for people? It's a big fucking deal. And you think mm -hmm. about the impact of coal uh, on air pollution and diesel fumes on air pollution and the number of people who are, who die from, inhaling those fumes and it's much worse in poor countries than it is in, in, in a country like ours. Um, yeah. This is going to make life better around the world. The, the, not, you know, Tesla's mission in general, but SpaceX with Starlink delivering internet to remote places. Neuralink's going to be a game changer. Boring Company's going to be a game changer. All these things are going to be game changers. And if you, if you just look 10, 20, 30 years down the road, you know, people are always asking me about what's the stock price going to be next week. And I don't care if you start looking and saying, what's going to happen 10, 20, 30 years down the road, the world is going to be so different. Yeah. It's just mind. It's, it's really hard to wrap your head around how different the world is going to be in 10, 20, 30 years. But if Five. you think, if you think about it, it's going to be Five. crazy. Five. five years is going to be big, but, you know, go 10, 20, 30 years. No, but the next five years is going to see extraordinary change. And no. we're we're at that forefront of it with the self-driving. No, it is, I mean, I, I agree with you it's going to change a lot in five, but imagine when every city in the world has tunnels and they, they stop using parking lots because there's robo-taxis everywhere and all of a sudden greenery takes over. It can all happen this, faster all this than you might think. I, I hope you're right. I'm just saying, you know, you look down the road and, and 
when there's colonists on Mars, you know, like there's going to be people on Mars. There's going to be people on Mars. This is like a colony. This is going to happen. Is that crazy? Everybody, everybody at everybody at SpaceX believes that. If you if you go to SpaceX, like yeah. if you talk to space, everyone believes it's going to happen. That's going to happen. Yeah. Okay. This is thank you for that. Dinner time in Silicon Valley. Yeah. I mean, shit. My dad built military satellites. <laughs> we talk about this. Oh, yeah. yeah. Brandon. And it's just it's science fiction coming real every fucking day in my life. <laughs> go ahead. Hey guys, so so for me, it's the community, you know, like having a Tesla has always been something I I wanted. And, you know, once I got it, I was able to like share that passion with everyone. And, you know, I've met so many people and, you know, and then FSD made it happen. And you guys know what happened after that. So, you know, it's just been an amazing community. And I just I love Tesla. And, you know, I got my power walls, I got my solar, like I'm I order my Starlink, like I, any product they're coming out with, I'm pretty much like on board with at this point. So yeah, it's awesome. So you're one of the, I'll buy anything Elon brings out to the marketplace. No, except for those, you know, the Tesla branded USB sticks that are like grossly overpriced. Like there's a point where it's like ridiculous, but you know, like products that are like innovative, I'm on board with. But you thought about (laughs) buying it, didn't you? No, absolutely not. <laughs> I I share the Amazon link of the exact same Samsung USB drive that it is. And I'm like, no, you guys buy this one. It's a lot cheaper. <laughs> Save your money. Uh, buy more stock. <laughs> Herbert, I just got to ask Robert one question because he brought a bot. Yeah. Robert and, and bought up buying Tesla products. If Tesla sold a bot in a beta program, number one, would you buy it? Number two, do you think, do you think they might do that? Um, I don't think it'll present itself to me that way. I think it'll come to the front door with some pizzas for the first time. And then it'll say, hey, while I'm here, I can do some more things for you. Like I can fold your laundry. I can set up your table. I can uh, wash your windows. Right. A few things. Once <laughs> the bot talks to you like that, it's over. He's coming in the house. <laughs> oh, but I'm, I'm, I'm talking He's about coming before, in the house. I'm talking about the board before that when it's starting when it's just learning to walk. Would you buy one just to like you know to help it, participate in training and to do more tasks? I I wish I had the money to buy it. Yeah, would I sell some test stock to buy a robot? Ooh, it's tempting. <laughs> yes, it's tempting. I want one. I don't know how much I would be able to pay for one, but I want one. Just like I wanted a Tesla car for a decade after I saw it for the first time. Okay, it's yeah. We'll have good uh, next next calls. We're going to keep talking bots because that's going to be a massive uh, benefit to the society and the world. But uh, Xander. By the way, yeah. you can come in for an hour and just charge you ten dollars. It's not going to be an expensive thing to rent things for a short period of time. Yeah. Um, um, for me, it's 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 really a personal uh, kind of story. Uh, like I'm a college dropout, and um, I just never fit in. I, I was I got good good grades, and like I'm a computer science nerd and programmed, and so. Uh, I was just in this place where I, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't figure out what I wanted to do because I liked everything. And I, I would watch uh, motivational people, uh, like guys like Tony Robbins and, 
and you know on YouTube, and I'd find and I keep watching these Elon videos, and so like finding someone that 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 kind of you know thinks outside of the box and just goes you know beats to their own drum and overcame the things that that Elon did kind of inspired me, and um, you know finding a community where where you find, where you have other people that uh, you know we hear we heard all the stories from. Uh, you know, t- today with with what Tesla means, it's I I can't believe that a place like this around a car company slash battery company slash it's not a company that anyone can put a label on. Um, so it, just to find people like that, I, I I just feel so fortunate that that I found uh, like minded people, and um, you know, just being able to have uh, people around me that 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 care care about me. Um, finally see that that you know i'm not that i'm not that weird um it just it it uh you know it means a lot it means a lot and, and to, to be correct about something um like tesla and even though i wasn't fully invested in 2019 and then to to, to see that you know meteoric rise and go like see like i you know i called it like that's the personal thing where and then that that might just sound so so bad and or arrogant or whatever it is, but like be you know it it means a lot to have people that 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 you love um, understand wh- where you're coming from. So um, that's kind of what Tesla has done for me. It's transformed my life com- completely. Wow, Lincoln. Hey, um, so I don't know much about the data or finances or whatever, but I have. Um, I don't know. I have love enthusiasm in me. Um, personal relationships are where it's at to a large degree. I mean, I have a lot of money listed too, so I'm excited about that. <laughs> and I, I need that. But I, I, um, the thing that got me in was the technology and wanting this car that can do so much amazing stuff. And then seeing this weird CEO who just kind of says what he's thinking and is a dork and geek and, um, the coolest guy around and takes me I, on a drag race through Santa Barbara uh, through Santa Monica. Nice. Yeah. And he's just like, yeah. And I, I really, I really enjoy his, his personality and um, then getting the car and getting FSD beta and having this car drive me around just really was amazing to me. And I, I, I loved seeing, I, but I would sit and look at a Roomba and see what it's going to do next and how it's like doing the floor. Now I get to sit in my car and be like, Oh, what's it going to do here? And it's amazing. Yeah. It's, and one of the things that Elon said that really hit me that, that I think is a big deal is he said, you need to have something to get up and be excited about. And mm-hmm. like, there's a lot of things to get excited about. A lot of places we can put our time. I choose to put it a lot of it into in Tesla and SpaceX stuff. It's moving to me. I really enjoy it. And I'm looking forward to the future of it. So yeah. don't add that- augmented reality while you get excited about Tesla. There's some products coming next year that are going to be mind blowing. Maybe from Tesla too, if they get if Elon gets hard to it, <laughs> you know it's coming. Cyber Glades or something like that. Yeah. Add another two thousand dollars onto your Cybertruck purchase, no problem. I'm in. <laughs> Herbert, did you call me? Sorry. Yeah, sure. For oh, yeah. sorry. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, no, you're good, Robert. I actually, because uh, I opened my, I opened the door to getting uh, put on the spot. I actually sent you some of the questions uh, to your DM that we were that we would ask as leadership, and I actually posted out as a tweet as well, so y'all can see sort of how we we try to identify talent. But um, the way 
the way it's changed my life, I mean, it's, it's changed my life in many different ways. I think everybody that's sort of spoken already has outlined, you know, basically all of the ways that it's changed mine. I think the only ones that I would add is because I had the sort of the, the, the luxury and the sort of the fortune of working at the company. It's given me a lot of different tool sets and sort of different ways of thinking about problem solving. It surrounded me with extremely, extremely smart people who are now my very close friends who I get to talk to very often and hang out with. So that's been awesome. It's introduced me to this incredible community whom I, I mean, I consider a lot of, you know, you guys, you guys are my test of friends, you know, we get to hang out and have a good time. So that's, that's a beautiful, amazing thing. And um, I think being surrounded by so many people that are like-minded and uh, can kind of see the future in a specific way and are hopeful about the future and not afraid to dream a big dream and, um, you know, and apply those in their, in their, in their daily lives is, is very uh, inspirational for me. And I think, and as far as what I'm most excited about or what I'm most passionate about, is just a, just an awesome future. You know, it's just an awesome future. It's easy. It's easy to get distracted by the world and the news and become very pessimistic by all the, you know, shitty things that can happen in the world. But I feel like what's happening here with Tesla, SpaceX and all the other things that Elon's are working on and the people around him are working on, I think, what really inspires me is that the future can be incredible and watching Tesla and SpaceX and all those companies and all the people working extremely hard to make that happen is inspiring and being surrounded by people that are passionate about that is extremely rewarding and unique. And I feel very lucky to be part of it. Yeah. Thank you, Farzad. Thank you, everybody. I mean, uh, I think we heard so many good stories today of how Tesla, SpaceX, the community is changing everybody's lives. From my perspective, I think that, um, you know, Tesla and SpaceX and others are the most consequential company, not only in this generation, but possibly forever. And Elon Musk is possibly going to be the most consequential person in history, and certainly in this generation, this stock is going to be um, probably one of the most in, uh, best investment, not financial advice. I don't know what's going to happen, but that's some people here believe that. The products are changing the world. You've heard stories already today how it's changed everybody's lives. The community, though, is very special. There is something special. I'm still trying to figure out what it is that's so special about it. Please join us on Tesla Universe. Yep. Look up Tesla Universe in uh in Clubhouse, and you can con continue the conversation. The, and, the specialness uh, yeah. is everybody who has a Tesla as of today is, or even wants one, is an early adopter. Makes them interesting. It is you know, people who yeah. try new things. Yeah, I always thought I was and, the only early adopter, but it seems like many of us. No, are you, if you have a Tesla, you're ahead of most of the rest of the world. Yeah. Yeah, one of the things I say is that if you're driving a Tesla, you're only actually a handful, like what, let's say 300,000 or a million people out of seven and a half billion people in this world who's getting to see the witnessing, the birth of general AI, the, you know, just sustainable energy and you were part of it. So, and it's, so it's not just the changes in the world that's going to happen in the future. It's happening now. Yeah. And it's happening in the next five years, as you said. And certainly we won't even imagine what's going to happen. The great benefit to the world so thank you everybody for your time we could go on for hours i know i'm trying to shut <laughs> it down you, it's you been tapped, two, hour, two hours you tapped a vein of interest <laughs> which is we're all so happy to be part of tesla <laughs> we could talk for hours about it well we and we do join us in clubhouse join us on the space uh every tuesdays at three at, and on thursdays at three thanks everybody appreciate it thank you all thank thanks, you guys.
Bye. Thank you. Bye. Great job as yeah. always. Thanks, that dude. That was awesome. <laughs> Wait.